All right, let's go. What is up, everybody? It is time for a Football Friday. What is today's date? November 5th, 1245. I am your host, Anilo Piro. Hope everybody is doing well out there. Week 9 of the NFL season is upon us halfway through the season. I can't believe it. I've made some money. I've lost some money. And I'm looking to make you guys some more money as uh, we get ready to bet the second half of the NFL season here uh, this afternoon as we move forward with Week 9. But uh, again, hope everybody is doing well out there. Staying warm, staying healthy. I feel like the entire state of Colorado is sick right now. I got Buddy A, Buddy B, and Buddy C with a cold. I got people over here going to get a test. I mean, seriously, take care of yourselves and drink more water because it's a crazy world out there uh, right now. But uh, as always, this show is presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. And a little special announcement. I will be in Las Vegas next week broadcasting live from the Superbook uh, for next week's Football Friday show. That is going to be a blast. So uh, more information and more details on that to come here in a little bit. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, if you're looking for a place, a new sports book to add to your repertoire, Look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. You give them 100 bucks, they're going to give you 100 bucks. You give them 250, they'll give you 250. You give them 500, they'll give you 500. It's a great way to build up your bankroll and give yourself a little leeway, right? You can't win them all. You're going to lose some bets. Uh, so you might as well get a little deposit bonus and do it with our friends uh, over at Superbook Sports, why don't you? So uh, speaking of Superbook, before we get into the NFL as well, uh, we've got a banger. An absolutely banger UFC card coming up this weekend. Uh, UFC 268. Some familiar faces on this card as well. Uh, Kamara Usman is going to uh, defend his welterweight title in the main event against Colby Covington. Usman 19-1. and Covington 16-2. and uh, You got Thug Rose on the card going up against... Uh, I don't want to mispronounce her last name, but all I know is these two people, the last time they fought, it was an absolute war. Uh, you got Frankie Edgar, and of course, the local product, which is the fight that I'm most forward looking, uh, the, the fight that I'm looking most forward to, is Justin Gaethje, right? Justin Gaethje trains out here at Team Elevation in Colorado, about five minutes away from us here at the Mile High Sports Studio. Uh, former UNC Bear wrestler, I believe he went to Arvada West High School as well, so a Colorado product. He will take on Michael Chandler in what is expected to be an absolute bloodbath of a fight. And if you're looking for a place to watch that, you know, sometimes the pay-per-views are a little expensive. Our friends over at Superbook are going to be showing the card up at the Lodge Casino tomorrow night, so get on up to the Lodge Casino, which is, you know, the top casino in Blackhawk already, and uh, check out our friends over at Superbook Sports. They've got an in-person brick-and-mortar sports book, and they're going to be showing uh, the fights. You're going to be able to bet on it. They're going to have the drinks. It's going to be a great time. But uh, UFC 268 coming up tomorrow. All right, it's a football show, and uh, let's go ahead and dive on into it. We've got uh, three games in mind that I want to pay attention to. I've got the Falcons and the Saints, which I've got some reads on. I've got the Browns and the Bengals, and I've got the 49ers and the Cardinals. But before we do that, quite a bit of... Uh, shifting going on in the NFL landscape. I mean, news left and right, some of it good, some of it bad. Uh, let's start with the biggest piece of news that came out right here at home. Von Miller, uh, the former Denver Broncos, Super Bowl 50 MVP, you know the whole nine. Uh, he gets traded to the Los Angeles Rams, so that's going to be a big bolster for the Rams here moving forward. And uh, I think you can get the Rams at even money right now to win the NFC West. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, go ahead and fire off that future bet. Uh, but Von Miller is joining a defense that's got Jalen Ramsey. They've got Aaron Donald. They've got an electric offense with Matt Stafford. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, what is the coach's name? Sean McVay. There we go. Uh, an absolute mastermind and an offensive genius as we progress here forward in the modern day of the NFL. Uh, so Vaughn Miller gets traded to the Rams. That's going to boost their stock for sure. Uh, and then the unfortunate situation involving former Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III. Uh, just an awful situation, but obviously he's no longer with the team. And from a football perspective, that has taken away one of the best 
you know, young, deep threats in the NFL. Uh, but maybe the Raiders go out and pick up Odell Beckham Jr. That's been another piece of news that we've seen here this week. Uh, Odell's dad chirping at Baker on social media. Uh, he's working through his release this morning, according to Adam Schefter. So it uh, seems like it's going to be an open market for Odell Beckham Jr. Remember, made the big one-handed catch all those years ago. He's kind of made a career out of it from this point forward. Uh, but Odell's going to be a free agent, it appears, free to sign wherever he wants. Maybe the Raiders are involved. Maybe the Ravens as well. Uh, I'm sure a lot of teams will be lining up to get Odell Beckham Jr., uh, at a bargain of a price. But uh, the other big news, Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's been a big one. He was immunized or whatever, however you say that word. And did you guys see these quotes today? I, I just saw they came out about an hour ago. I guess he's, he's calling Buddy Joe Rogan, and he's taking the uh, the horse tranquilizer. I mean, this guy, he, you know, Rodgers always gives off that smartest person in the room type of energy and attitude, but uh, this is just a perplexing situation. And we've actually seen that line flip-flop on itself uh, with now the Chiefs, I believe, laying seven points here coming up against Green Bay with no Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jameis Winston, he tears his ACL last week, so the Saints, you know, they're kind of in a state of disarray. We'll talk about the Saints here. I've got some interesting thoughts on their matchup with the Atlanta Falcons and uh, the other big one is Kyler Murray you know he got banged up at the end of that Thursday night football game feels like eternity ago uh, but Kyler Murray gets banged up there you know what is his status going to be uh, coming forward for this game against the San Francisco 49ers and could be pretty critical we've seen quite a bit of line movement uh, on this one but uh, a good football Friday show lined up for you guys and of course we'll also get into the Denver Broncos matchup with the Dallas Cowboys but the big news right Vaughn traded uh, the Henry Rugg situation Rogers out because of COVID Kyler hurt, Jameis Winston hurt, Deshaun Jackson even got released, and uh, of course the Odell Beckham situation. So we're halfway through the 2021-2022 NFL season. Uh, got a handful of weeks left to go, and I'm looking forward to uh, making some money with you guys uh, right here on the Football Friday Show. So we set the table. Let's hit a break. When we come back, we'll go with our three-pack here. Falcons, Saints, Browns, Bengals, 49ers, Cardinals. I've got thoughts. I've got picks on all three games. We'll dive into all of those, and then we'll put a bow on it talking Broncos and Cowboys. So let's hit a break. When we come back, we'll do just that and uh, try to make you guys some money right here on the Football Friday Show presented by our friends at Superbook Sports. All right, welcome on back to the Football Friday Show presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. If you guys are looking for a new sports book to uh, add to your repertoire, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. So do yourself a favor and uh, get signed up with our friends over at Superbook. And if you're looking for a place to come chill this weekend, uh, look no further than the Lodge Casino where they've got a brand new brick and mortar sports book. They're going to be showing the UFC card this weekend. Local product Justin Gaethje is going to be fighting. It's going to be a good time. So do yourself a favor, get signed up with Superbook and also head on up to the Lodge Casino uh, this coming weekend. But okay, meat of the show. We got set the table. We got the hard stuff out of the way. Let's go ahead and dive into some game picks here for NFL Week 9. And the first game that I've got my eye on here, an interesting slate, right? I feel like the last two weeks have been a little wishy-washy, especially two weeks ago. That was a disgusting slate across the board. Uh, but there's a good game here, a divisional matchup that I've got my eye on. And the first one we'll talk about here is the Falcons and the New Orleans Saints, right? And I think I'm not understanding this line at first glance. We saw this one open Atlanta plus, or excuse me, uh, New Orleans minus seven. It's now down to uh, New Orleans minus six. And first glance, you're about 60% of the money coming in on New Orleans against the spread. So uh, not the most overwhelming, uh, you know, public you know versus sharp play here in this game but I just have a lot of questions because we have a total of 41 and a half here and all of these odds are courtesy of our friends over at Superbook Sports as well uh, but with a total of 41 and a half 
a six-point spread seems a little difficult to cover, especially when you throw in the fact that Jameis Winston's hurt, right? You know, we said that in the first segment uh, that, you know, Jameis tears the ACL last week and a big victory for them against Tampa, uh, you know, but it's most likely going to be Trevor Simeon under center. There's a chance that Taysom Hill could play in this game as well, uh, but a depleted New Orleans Saints team here at the moment. So uh, the last five head-to-head matchups between these two teams as well, uh, the total has gone under. So 41 and a half, low-hanging fruit, but if you want to chase a trend, there's one for you. In uh, New Orleans, this season is over. 0-2 against the spread when they're favored by three or more points. So New Orleans is a favorite three-plus, not the best team in the world. New Orleans is really a great team to bet when they're an underdog. And I'm looking at this spread, I'm looking at the questions with their quarterback position, and I'm just not sure, you know, I understand they have a good defense, and I understand that Atlanta's been sputtering here a little bit, but I think the Saints are a vulnerable team. You know, I've compared them a lot to the Patriots of last season. Obviously, they've been a little bit better than the Patriots of last season, but there's going to be some difficulties, you know, passing on from one GOAT uh, to the next player at the quarterback position. So, uh, it's an interesting game, and I also like the idea of potentially selling high on the Saints here, right? They've had a good season. They've had some good wins. I believe they're on a three-game winning streak right now as well. Uh, that was an emotional victory for them last week. You lose your leader in Jameis Winston, and, you know, you got to play the backups, and you managed to get a win over Tom Brady, which you've been able to do since he joined Tampa Bay. Uh, but I do like the idea of selling high on the Saints team, especially with them laying six points at home with a backup quarterback and knowing that historically Sean Payton has not fared well uh, as a favorite. I think I got it here. Uh, Sean Payton, 38 and 47 uh, as a six-plus point favorite in his career. He's, he's only covering about 44% of his spreads uh, when he's a favorite, when he's favored by six points or more. So uh, I'm taking a nice hard look here at the uh, Atlanta Falcons, and I understand no Calvin Ridley, but I do think the public is overblowing that here a little bit. Kyle Pitts is starting to get going. Matt Ryan is playing well, and Arthur Smith has his guys playing hard. You know, they're not the best team in the world, Atlanta, but you look at this as a divisional matchup. You look at, you know, all the circumstances that New Orleans is having to deal with and I think Atlanta's a live team to keep this game close in a divisional matchup so I'm looking at Atlanta plus the six here uh, for this week's game against the New Orleans Saints and it's really more about the Saints than it is the Falcons for me just knowing Sean Payton's historical struggles as a favorite in these spots uh, knowing that it's probably going to be Trevor Simeon who was you know respectable last week and has been a pretty consistent quarterback all things considered uh, I just like Atlanta here I think there's some value and I like the points you know plus six in a familiar environment divisional game I'll take a look here Falcons plus six against the spread. All right, uh, next game that we'll dive into here real quick is the uh, Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. Another, Now that I think about it, all three of the games that I like this week are all divisional games. I wonder why. Um, but the Browns and the Bengals, this is going to be a fascinating matchup, right? Because two weeks ago, before the Bengals lost to the New York Jets, uh, people were talking about this team like they are the, you know, the, the, the next coming of the AFC, right? I mean, Kansas City who, Baltimore who, uh, Cincinnati this, Cincinnati that, and they come crashing down with an awful, awful, awful loss last week to the New York Jets, but I hope you listened to the show last week because we were on the Jets plus 10.5. Uh, so now maybe a little bit of a rally follow-up opportunity for them to kind of get right here against a division opponent in Cleveland. Cleveland also coming off a loss, though. Remember, they lost uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week in a divisional matchup. Uh, so two teams, you know, really looking to kind of find their footing here as we move forward, but some pretty lopsided public action here. We've got Cincinnati right now as the 2.5-point favorite against the spread, and uh, from what I saw this morning, about 85% of the public bets are coming in on Cincinnati minus the two and a half. And that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, Cincinnati's been the darling child of the AFC. Uh, one of the more surprising, exciting teams. Joe Burrow is a gamer. Jamar Chase is an electric receiver on the outside. Uh, I, I, I remember on draft night, we were doing a show here at My Life Sports, and everyone was like confused when they didn't take Penny Asul and like, you want to tear Joe Burrow's ACL again? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, this dynamic that's going on with Burrow and Jamar Chase is a match made in heaven for Cincinnati. And look, they've played above their pay grade. But at the end of the day, though, I think that Cincinnati is 
is maybe getting a little bit more public love than they deserve. I understand that they're, you know, they're kind of a trendy team. They're an exciting team. Uh, they haven't been good in a minute. But remember, you know, this is a team that lost to the Chicago Bears in Week 2. Uh, this is a team that got kind of pushed to the brink against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, in on Thursday Night Football a few weeks ago. And then, you know, they lose this game last week to arguably the worst team in the NFL in the New York Jets. So uh, clearly there are some flaws with the Cincinnati Bengals. As great as the highs have been, the lows have been, you know, pretty awful for Cincinnati. And on the flip side here, you've got a Browns team that I do think is going to benefit from the removal of the drama of Odell Beckham, right? It just was never going to work in Cleveland with Odell and the Browns organization. And I would assume that Baker Mayfield is probably feeling pretty freaking pissed after everything that came out this weekend. So maybe you see Baker Mayfield uh, come out with a little bit of passion here and take care of business against a division opponent. But again, Cincinnati is a two and a half point favorite against the spread. And I'm leaning towards Cleveland here at first glance. I also kind of like the idea of buying Cleveland up to three. I think you can get that right around minus 120. Uh, it's my, minus 110, of course, for Cincinnati, or at two and a half. But if you want to get the three point and kind of save yourself the field goal there on a push, uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Just this is a game that screams one possession game, field goal game, or like a 23 24 type win for either one. So uh, that's why I'm inclined to take the points here. And also just looking at home field advantage, right? Both of these teams play in the state of Ohio. Uh, you know, what? It, what is the drive? I don't know off the top of my head from Cleveland to Cincinnati. I can't imagine it's all that difficult. I'd imagine that there's some Browns fans close to the Cincinnati region as well. So I don't think that there's a massive home field advantage to be taken into account here for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think, you know, the Browns, well, I, I think that Cleveland, or not Cleveland, I think Cincinnati is still playing for another day, right? I mean, their future is very bright. They've got a high ceiling. There's a lot to like about the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Browns are playing for today. They're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to make it to a Super Bowl. So I think you're going to see a little bit of a sense of urgency here uh, with the Cleveland Browns. So I'm going to go ahead and play Cleveland against the spread here. I like them at two and a half, but I'm probably going to play them up by the half point and get it up to Cleveland plus three. Would not be surprised if they win this game outright, and I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that one. But uh, the over 6-0-1 in the last seven head-to-head matches between these two teams. That's definitely something to keep an eye on. And uh, at the end of the day, too, Cleveland has won. Oh, a set. is that a set who texted me? Oh, Andrew, look at you. Uh, Three-and-a-half-hour drive from Cincinnati to Cleveland. So not the most difficult thing in the world. Very manageable, you would think, uh, with Cincinnati, uh, with Cleveland fans going to Cincinnati. But I like the coaching staff advantage with Cleveland here as well. I, I just I trust Kevin Stefanski a lot more than I trust Zach Taylor. Uh, we've seen you know Taylor at times nearly cost his team opportunities. I think they're going up against a little bit more polished, a little bit more buttoned-up uh, Cleveland Browns team, again, that I think is going to benefit significantly, significantly from uh, the Odell Beckham situation kind of, you know, smoothing itself over here. So uh, I'm inclined to bet on the Browns here. They've also won five of the last six head-to-head matchups, but what is that saying with Cincinnati, right? Uh, so I like the Browns. I'll take them at plus two and a half, maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line, but my favorite bet is betting them up to plus three, saving yourself the field goal there. Uh, and again, 85% of the public, what I saw this morning, is on Cincinnati minus a two and a half. So if you want to fade the public and uh, go be a little bit of a contrarian, I think Cleveland's your play here. And I faded Cleveland a lot this year. I've made a lot of money betting against the Cleveland Browns this year, uh, but this is a spot where I think that they can and, uh, you know, maybe flex them, flex themselves a little bit, right? They're a little bit more of a postseason contender. They've been there. They've done that. A little bit more experience. Whereas the Bengals, you know, they've had some great moments, but they've also had some low moments maybe playing for another day. So I like the Browns uh, with the points and potentially on the money line as well for that game. All right, the last game we'll talk about here before we transition over to the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys is the San Francisco Fraudy Niners, a team that uh, I am not too keen on, but for whatever reason, I love them this week. And hopefully you're listening to this show live because you should go bet San Francisco right now because we've seen this line, I think it 
was five and a half with Arizona as the favorite on the look-ahead line, but obviously the Kyler Murray news has thrown everything out of whack. It was yesterday San Francisco minus one. San Francisco's the home team here, but I saw right before I came on air, uh, San Francisco now at minus two and a half. So this line is going to continue to creep up, 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 up. So if you want to bet San Francisco, uh, it's definitely going to be a better idea to bet them early in the week unless Kyler Murray is announced in which maybe that you know flips the line back over and whatnot. But I like San Francisco against the spread here. I, I just, you know, it's a team that I don't trust very much or trust very often, and they really haven't been all that good at home. But you remember, they played in week five, these two teams. Uh, Trey Lance was the starting quarterback. This game was in Arizona, and... San Francisco only lost that game 17-10. to Now Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be in there. He really is the better, more consistent option at quarterback for San Francisco right now. And I just think, you know, you look at how Kyler Murray is hobbled, right? He did not look good at the end of that game against Green Bay. I don't think he practiced on Thursday. I know he didn't practice on Wednesday. So if Kyler Murray does end up playing in this game, it's going to be, you know, after extremely limited reps or practice time or prep time for this matchup. And look, San Francisco is not the best team in the world, but a divisional matchup, a familiar opponent. I think this is a live spot for San Francisco to try to steal a win here, uh, you know, with a Cardinals team that is a little, you know, beaten and battered right now, especially after that emotional loss against Green Bay last week. So uh, Arizona, though, four and one against the spread in their last five games, four and zero straight up, and four and zero against the spread on the road this season. So they've been a tough out, but a home field advantage here for the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, you know, I, I just think that the quarterback advantage is going to be huge here as well. I think Trey Lance can be a good quarterback for San Francisco down the line, but Jimmy G, you know more competency across the board uh, for San Francisco. So this is going to be an interesting one, but I kind of like San Francisco up to the field goal. They're at two and a half right now, but if it gets more than San Francisco minus three, you're probably going to have to pass this one. But at first glance, this is a line that I identified early in the week as one that I wanted to hop on here. Uh, so the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Arizona Cardinals, right? Arizona has been kind of the darling child of the NFC, uh, one of the more surprising teams in the NFC this season. But I think they're very vulnerable this week uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G, you know, and if San Francisco gets this win, they've got, I think, a Monday night football game against the Rams coming up next week. You know, if you can figure out a way to pull off two wins there you can get yourself in the hunt for the playoffs so uh you know, I don't want to say it's a make or break game for San Francisco but if you have you know postseason aspirations if you want to compete if you want to try to contend for a Super Bowl this is a game you've got to win against uh, an Arizona Cardinals team that is certainly hobbled right now so uh just to recap here I like Atlanta plus the six against the spread I like Cleveland plus two and a half although I like them better at plus three so maybe by the half point uh for their game at Cincinnati and uh, San Francisco up to minus three is where I'm at on them I just think you know Arizona doesn't need this game right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not that they don't need it, but I, I think, you know, they're going to be a lot more focused on making sure that Kyler Murray is healthy for the long haul. Uh, you know, there's they padded themselves a little bit with this start. So uh, I just like San Francisco this week as well. I don't really bet on the Friday Niners, but this week I do like them against the spread up to minus three. So uh, those are my three games that I wanted to go over besides the Broncos and the Cowboys game. Again, Falcons plus six, Browns plus two and a half, and San Francisco minus two and a half. Uh, those are the three plays that I'm taking a look at here for week nine. So let's go ahead and hit a break. And when we come back, we'll dive into the orange and blue. They're taking on the Dallas Cowboys this weekend in Dallas. Big, big spread with Denver as the 10-point underdog. Uh, we'll go over that game, try to give you guys an idea of how to bet it. And of course, Teddy Bridgewater has historically has been one of the most profitable quarterbacks against the spread as an underdog. Uh, is there some value in the Denver Broncos this week? We'll talk about that next right here on the Football Friday Show presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Back in a few. And we are back. 
Football Friday show right here on My Life Sports Radio. Hope everybody is doing well. I'm so excited for this weekend. Well, I'm going out to Vegas next week, so I'm a little bit more excited for that. But uh, at the moment, we've got a really juicy week nine slate. We've got the UFC tomorrow. I love the combat sports, man. That is going to be a banger of a card. And uh, if you're looking for a place to sign up with to watch the card, bet the card, uh, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit, guys, dollar for dollar, up to 200 bucks. So if you give them 50, they'll give you 50. You give them 250, they'll give you 250. You give them 500, they'll give you 500. It's a great way to build up your bankroll. And if you want to watch that card tomorrow, but don't want to pay the 100 bucks or whatever it costs, uh, get on up to the Lodge Casino, which is everyone knows is like the best casino in Central or in Blackhawk, excuse me. And uh, they have a brand new brick and mortar location. I think it opened up in what July, August. I mean, this this place is a sterling sports book, the gold standard of in person brick and mortar sports betting in Colorado. And our friends over at Superbook Sports are going to be showing the fights uh, up at the Lodge Casino tomorrow night. So get in on that deposit bonus. Come on up to the Lodge tomorrow. It'll be a good time. Get your bets in, and uh, away we go. But uh, just to recap here, crazy week in the NFL. Obviously, Vaughn getting traded, the Henry Rugg situation, Aaron Rodgers with the COVID, Jameis. Winston getting hurt, Odell Beckham. I mean, there was just a lot of news going on in the NFL this week. Uh, and, of course, the Denver Broncos now. You know, they're going to have to take on this Dallas Cowboys team that is 7-0 against the spread. Uh, really, you know, has looked incredible over the course of the entirety of the season. They probably should have been Tampa Bay week one. And, uh, you know, kind of a tough spot here for the Denver Broncos, who are going to be down their emotional leader in Von Miller. And, honestly, talent aside, that is what's most kind of not surprising what's the word I'm most curious to see how this Broncos team comes out because we know the talent this team has in defense obviously we know the Cowboys offense is explosive and we know that Teddy Bridgewater as the Broncos can be QB can be you know rather steady and if you're getting a full effort if the Broncos locker room is tight if the Broncos locker room is locked in I think that Denver can absolutely cover this spread. And the look-ahead line on this one before Dallas beat Minnesota last week was Dallas minus 7.5. And, And, you know, obviously with Dallas being America's team in primetime last week on Sunday Night Football, winning with a backup quarterback, that makes everybody think, like, oh my gosh, the Dallas Cowboys, here they are, they're back. They got the backup, they can win without him. Now they're going to go up against this piss-poor Broncos team. Dak Prescott's coming back, right? You you see where I'm going? This is kind of the public thought process of how this game's going to go. No Von Miller, uh, you know, this team, Vic Banjo is in a good head coach this is kind of the public talking points you know looking at this game I'm a Cowboys guy so I'm I'm coming at from this perspective I grew up a long-suffering Cowboys fan but I'm a little skeptical at this 10-point spread and I understand that Denver is currently in a state of disarray but 10 points is a lot for any team to cover here Uh, you saw the Jets last night almost have a backdoor cover in that Thursday night football game of 10 and a half so you know, I look at this one, and if Denver is coming to play, if Denver's locked in, they are gonna. I, I think that they can absolutely cover this spread. But that is a big if, right? You lose your emotional leader in Von Miller. You know, it's not Brandon McManus, who's your lone representative from that Super Bowl 50 squad. So you lose your emotional leader. You know, what does that do to the locker room? Do the guys rally around that, or do they kind of, you know, fade in, you know, fade to black? And remember. I don't buy into any of this notion that the Von Miller Halloween party, you know, situation had anything to do with his departure. But the one interesting tidbit of information that came out regarding the Halloween party is Von, apparently, according to the reports, was the one who didn't want to throw the party, right? He wasn't happy with where the team was at. And it was the other players, you know, some of the younger cats are like, no, like we want to party. We don't care that we've lost four in a row. Let's party. Or I guess they won last week against Washington. Uh, you know, but it's one of those things where... What, what is the mindset, right? Because you lose the one veteran presence, the one championship-caliber difference maker. I'm not trying to disrespect Brandon McManus. His kicks are incredible. They're important to the game. But Von Miller, you know, he's an anchor of your defense. I mean, he kind of, you know, held this team to a standard. And, you know, what if this 
party, laid back, let's just get to the end of the year culture is what's kind of creeping in, right? I mean, we, I, I think it's safe to say a lot of people are doubting Vic Fangio will be back next season, right? And I think if you're a player in that locker room, right, we've seen the reports over the last two or three weeks that there's fraying, they're not resonating, you know, there's not a great connection between player and coach. I mean, I can only imagine the state of that locker room right now. And then you look at Dallas, right? They're getting Dak, Pres- uh, Dak Prescott back. They're getting back their emotional leader. They're on a roll. They're 7-0 against the spread. They've only lost one game this season. They've kind of got everything going for them and the one thing that does scare you about Dallas which might give uh, Denver an opportunity to uh, win or not win this game excuse me to cover this game is if maybe there's some jitters maybe there's a little bit of a lag for Dak Prescott or maybe he gets you know knock on wood hurt again you know I mean where, where is his you know where is his uh, situation at health wise I know he said that he was going to play this week he's feeling confident but uh, you know what if Zeke starts fumbling again as Danny brought up to me earlier today you know there's a lot of different factors that go into this Dallas Cowboys team and you know the other part about it is though is Dallas has been able to run up scores because of turnovers. I don't think Denver's turned over the ball uh, twice in one game, except for one game this year. So Teddy Bridgewater does a great job of taking care of the football. They don't fumble a whole lot. So if, you know, that's kind of the recipe here for a Denver Bronco cover is don't turn the ball over, play small, uh, smart football, and try to shorten the game a little bit, right? you got to dominate some time of possession. you got to run the ball. Use Javante Williams. Use Melvin Gordon. And you've still got the weapons, right? Jerry Judy's back. Albert O. You've got Noah Fant. You've got Tim Patrick. You've got Cortland Sutton. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of the same blueprint here for Denver. It's just a matter of fact of can they execute it. And let's be honest here. As someone who was born after the Super Bowl runs of the Cowboys in the 90s, this is kind of a letdown spot for, Dan- for, uh, for Dallas. As much as I think they're the better team, as much as I think they can go out there and flex their muscles, you know, when, when is this defense going to have the blunder? When is Tavon Diggs, and I know he almost blew that game against New England just as great as he was, like when are they just going to get run up on a team that is, you know, in the bottom third of the league? And I'm not saying it's going to happen this week. I mean, I've, I've been waiting for it, and it hasn't come yet, but maybe this is the week. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater historically, 39-17-1 against the spread, covering it 68.4% of the time. You know, historically... This is the spot to back Teddy Bridgewater against the spread. Now, I'm a little skeptical on that. I think that, again, it comes down to effort. If Denver's defense is locked in and the offense is playing well, they're a live team to cover this spread. They really are. But if there is disarray, if there is disconnection, if this team is not playing hard, if this team is not in sync, it is going to be a long, ugly morning for Denver Broncos fans uh, come Sunday in Week 9. So uh, I'm actually going to lean towards the Denver Broncos here, at least against the spread. I, I just I don't ever really feel comfortable laying that many points with any team, even though Dallas is at home and Dallas has a perfect record against the spread I think Dallas is going to win this game but again Teddy Bridgewater doesn't turn the ball over running game Vic Fangio kind of coaching for his job if there is a way to rally the troops around a common cause for the Broncos they are a live team to cover the spread here against the Dallas Cowboys and again the look ahead line on this one was seven and a half last week Dallas wins with the backup quarterback against Minnesota and now it's ballooned all the way up to 10. I'm a Cowboy guy, and that line movement doesn't really make a lot of sense with me. So that's where I'm at on this one, the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, it's not going to be an easy game here for Denver, but uh, again, 10.5 points, 10 points is a lot for any team to have to cover, especially one getting their quarterback back and uh, you know one that is still kind of, you know, find their footing as we move along here. But uh, the over, 7-1 and one in the last eight games played between these two teams. So if you want to bet the over and chase a trend, there is one for you. But uh, an action-packed Week 9. We'll see what happens with the Denver Broncos uh, when they take on the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see what happens with the Atlanta Falcons when they play the Saints. The Browns and the Bengals, I'm really looking forward to that one. That's going to be a great game, and I do like the Browns in that one. And, of course, the uh, San Francisco Friday Niners and the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, a lot of different shifting going around in the NFL. Obviously, the trade deadline has now passed. Von Miller's with the Rams. Uh, a lot of different movement players getting hurt. So uh, the landscape of the NFL is starting to kind of come to form here. 
Uh, before we get out of here, though, I do kind of like Kansas City this week against, or excuse me, Green Bay against the spread against Kansas City. I know Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, but we've got Mr. Air Parrott and Jordan Love. I don't really have any concrete stats or thoughts uh, on that game, but first glance, I think it's seven and a half right now, Green Bay. I'll take a look at that one. But uh, week nine of the NFL season, this is uh, like the halfway point of the year. So uh, we're getting ready to rock and roll here in the second half of the football season. But uh, again, if you guys are looking for a sports book to bet with or sign up with, add to your repertoire, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They do a tremendous job. And uh, away we go. Hopefully, maybe I see some of you guys up at the Lodge Casino tomorrow. UFC 268, Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje, Usman Covington, uh, Thug Rose is on the card. It is going to be a banger. And uh, our friends over at Superbook Sports are going to be showing that live at the Lodge Casino tomorrow. So do yourself a favor, get on up to the hill and sign up with our friends over at Superbook and away we go. Uh, Programming note, next week's Football Friday show will be live from Las Vegas, live from the actual Superbook in the Westgate, the Mecca for sports bettors. Really looking forward to that one and uh, we'll have some more information as we move along here. So give me a follow on social media at Media by AP. But uh, I think that's going to do it. Four games, four takes, four picks, four thoughts. And uh, away we go. Week 9 of the NFL season on deck. Looking forward to it. And uh, let's go ahead and make some money. So, again, check out our friends over at Superbook Sports and follow me on social media at Media by AP. Andrew behind in front of to the side of the glass. Thank you very much. You did a great job today as always. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week on the Week 10 installment of the Football Friday Show presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Enjoy your betting weekend, and let's go ahead and make some money.